Welcome to the Disney Planning Insights Podcast, brought to you by Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Disney Planning Insights. The purpose of this podcast is to give you tips and tricks and help you along as you plan for your trips down in the magical place of Walt Disney World. And as we go through this podcast series, our goal is going to be to share with you insights and travel advice and hotel advice and what you should definitely do and maybe what you can afford to cut out depending on the amount of time that you have spending in the parks. And so today is just our first video, so we just want to give you a sense of who we are and why two grown men would decide to spend a vast amount of their time working on explaining to others all about Walt Disney World and the magic that they create for our families. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our final boarding call and the doors will be closing soon. Please board quickly and safely. Our monorail will be departing momentarily. Thank you. First of all, my name is Peter and I'm going to be one of the podcasters in this series. I am a teacher and I absolutely love Disney. And so in my sort of moonlight, I am also the travel agent for Princesses and the Mouse Travel Company that sponsors this podcast. I have a wife named Jessica. We've been married for over 11 years and we have two wonderful kids. My nine-year-old's name is Bryce and my four-year-old's name is Addison. However, at the time you're listening to this, they might be older now. And we absolutely love going down to Disney World and it is so magical. My kids continue to talk about it to the point where I'll just be sitting there and my daughter will look at me and go, Daddy, I love Disney because that's what my family is all about. And so now I'm going to introduce you to the other individual and he's going to tell you about himself and he is Matt. My name's Matt. I'm coming up on 40. I'm a lover of everything Magic Kingdom. Just really about my family. I'm a wheelchair engineer by trade. So I get to build custom wheelchairs as my main job. And then we kind of brought this on as a cool little, how do we, how do we stretch our love for Disney into everyday life type of thing? Um, I am also married, uh, just over 11 years with my wife as well. And we have two kids as well. So families are pretty close. Um, my kids are eight and four. Um, really, you know, I, I feel the same way that Peter does about, just our love for Disney and our family's love for Disney. And we wanted to figure out a way that we could share that with others. And we felt like this was going to be the best way to do it. You know, there's a lot of different podcasts and, and videos and, and all that kind of stuff out there. And we really wanted to give people an option that really cut through a lot of the reviews and the opinions of the other sites and, and break it down into a lot of the who's, the what's, the where's, the when's, the why's on planning a Disney trip, you know, and as we get into this, there's going to be some reviews and that kind of stuff. But at the beginning, it's very much going to be breaking down areas of the parks, areas of the resorts, you know, and why staying in different places and doing different things at different times makes a lot of sense. 
one thing that I wanted to really impress in this video was where did our love of Disney come from? Um, and, you know, uh, start by saying, you know, I didn't grow up a Disney fan per se. Um, I, I watched the movies. We went to the movies, that kind of stuff. I really never got a chance to go to the parks. I've always lived up in the Great Lakes area. So never got the chance to go down to the parks until about seventh grade, went down there. Don't remember a whole lot about my trip. Um, I remember doing Catastrophe Canyon, really thought it was at Universal. And I remember getting sunburned and that's about it. Um, really once I had my own family and we, we took our first trip about seven years ago is really when Disney took off in my heart, um, watching how the cast members went out of their way for my daughter and the things that just kind of happened, you know, that Disney magic that everybody kind of talks about. It's nothing that you can plan for. It's nothing that you can really build into your trip it just kind of happens and it's you know by chance and it's awesome when it happens but that's really where it started and you know when we got to that point it was hey let's let's try and get down to the parks every couple of years every every few years and we've been down to the park every year since that first trip sometimes the best laid plans don't work out the way you think they're going to work out in the end. Peter, let's talk a little bit about where your love of Disney comes from. Sure. So kind of similar story to Matt. I grew up in a family that didn't necessarily have the financial ability to go down to Disney a whole bunch. But uh, as a kid, we definitely watched the movies, loved all the movies as they were coming out through, you know, the 90s and early 2000s. And then it was when my son was five and my daughter was just born, that my in-laws said, hey, let's go ahead and take a trip down to Disney World. And I had been a couple of times in youth. I managed to go twice, uh, once with a set of grandparents and another time with my family. My mom still tells the story of how we were staying at Caribbean Beach and my sister and I managed to convince a duck to come into our hotel room with us by luring it in with breadcrumbs and other things that we found. Well, I believe my parents had gone up to the main area to fill up the reusable drink mugs. And uh, so that's pretty much the main thing from my childhood. And then so my in-laws said, hey, let's go to Disney World. I said, that sounds great. And we went down there and my father-in-law was kind of non-committal about how much should we book, how many dining reservations and things like that. And I didn't really have a good understanding of what Disney was all about. We got to our first day at the park and I had a couple of fast passes booked because I learned about that at the very last moment. So I booked them about a week before. We had a couple of dining reservations in our back pocket. And while I had a great trip, I became frustrated really quickly with how I seemed so underprepared in comparison to a lot of the other people there. I felt like we spent a lot of times bopping around, wasting time, didn't know where to go, didn't know what to do. I became hooked with the idea that I want to do this again and I want to figure out how to do it right. 
And so then that led us into a lot of research, a lot of listening to podcasts, a lot of going around the Disney website, trying to figure out all the ins and outs. And so then we went back uh, just under a year later and we went during the Halloween time. So we also booked in the Mickey's Not So Scary Party. In planning that trip, I learned so much about Disney, about what to do, where to go, how to do everything. And that's when the love of going down there sort of blossomed in me. Because when we went down for that next trip, as Matt kind of talked about, we were able to sit there and we were able to experience the magic because all the planning had been done ahead of time. That's when it also sort of planted for my wife that, holy cow, this is something magical. This is a place where you get experience like none other. And that's when we decided that Disney and traveling to Disney World and other Disney locations was going to become a core part of our family's vacation experiences. And so now looking back over the last three years, I've gone several times. I... I'm going to spend approximately 30 days in the parks this year, and I live up in the Midwest. And so you can just imagine the feat that that is. I can't imagine not doing it at this point because we love going down there. We love going to the parks. Some of the experiences, some of the food, some of the hotels that we've now experienced have been the best in our lives And it all comes along with that little bit of pixie dust and that magical experience that you just can't find anywhere else. That's where my love of Disney comes from and why I do this. Because as I gained all that knowledge, my wife and I sat down one day and said, why in the world did we not share this with more people in our lives? We've taken the time now to start planning other people's trips and helping them so that their first times can be as magical as our second time, really. Uh, Now, I think, Matt, what we want to know is sort of some of the family favorites that you have, and then I can kind of talk about some of the family favorites that I have. So what are some things that when you get down there that your family is just like, wow, we need to do that, wow, we need to do this? Well, I think when it comes to like booking our booking our fast passes and that kind of stuff, you know, the first thing that we're always looking at is how many times are we going to ride Seven Doors Mine Train? Um, my kids can't get enough of that ride. It is super fun. Um, it's the first roller coaster that my son really ever went on, and he just every so often he'll just bring it up and just talk about how much he likes that ride and that kind of stuff. So, you know, I think for our ride, Seven Doors Mine Train, far and away, you know, our favorite ride. Um, As far as our meal, the kids don't get much of a say when it comes to the meals. I love Teppanito. Um, A lot of people are going to say, well, it's just a standard hibachi place. It isn't. You know, we planned it into our trips to where it kind of works in conjunction with whatever shows at Epcot at the time. That way we can have our meal. We can kind of mosey on out onto the balcony that's in the Japan pavilion and we can watch the show over everybody else. And then as far as where we're staying, you know, we've stayed a lot of places around the parks now. I am a huge fan of the contemporary, and a lot of people are going to balk when they look at the price tag, but the absolute convenience of where that resort is located, 
pays for itself. Being able to walk to Magic Kingdom, being right on the monorail line, it is super convenient when you want to pack in a lot to your vacations. And if you're willing to spend that little bit of extra money, it's going to save you a lot of time as you as you get through your week or your four days or your two days or however long you're staying there. And on top of that, it's a super nice resort. It's got a lot of things in there that make it worth the money to stay there. Um, so those are some of my favorites. Peter, talk about some of yours. Yeah, so for my family... There's a couple of rides that sort of come to mind. Uh, my favorite ride is Avatar Flight of Passage over in Animal Kingdom. It is a remarkable experience. You get to actually feel like you're flying. And there are several instances where if you allow your, yourself to imagine and escape, it's so much so that the ride mechanism actually has the heaving chest of the banshee underneath you to where you can feel that animal breathing as you're flying on its back. And so it's such an amazing experience. And so that's a ride that I always find a way to go. If I can get the fast pass for it, great. And if not, I pound it early in the morning as the park's opening or I get there right at the end, right before the park closes to avoid those big multi-hour lines, but still be able to get that experience. In terms of the meal, one of the things that we always try to do is, first of all, on a quick service aspect, we always try to go to Be Our Guest because it's a lot of fun to go in to Beast Castle, see the West Wing room, see the library and the ballroom. And what's nice about it is during breakfast and lunch, it's a quick service meal. But it's a relatively pricey quick service meal. And so uh, something that we always do is we get the dining plan because that way it's just one less thing that I have to worry about during my trip. I know that we're going to eat. I don't have to worry about being budget conscious. I don't have to sit there going, well, we only have $100 for food today. We can just sit there and go, well, here's where we're going to spend our credits and be our guest is always at the top of the list. Another one that we really enjoy is Trattoria El Forno because they have a morning breakfast where you get to meet Flynn Rider and Rapunzel along with Ariel and Prince Eric. And the food there is just absolutely killer. I always get the, the calzone, which is called like Triton's Shipwreck or something like that. And it's a great meal and you get sort of some unique characters that you don't just get anywhere else. And there's tons of other fantastic character dining, but we're going to cover that in later podcasts, not necessarily today. In terms of the rooms, I have stayed all over the place. We've stayed from the value resorts up to the deluxes, and so we'll be reviewing some of those later on. But one of the places where my family loves going to is getting a room, depending on our budget for the trip, at either Yacht Club or Beach Club. As Matt kind of said, it's a deluxe resort along with the contemporary but the price is a little bit less than the contemporary and the location is right behind the World Showcase at Epcot. And so what's great about Yacht and Beach Club is they have an amazing pool area. It's got a lazy river. It has a sandbar beach. It has multiple water slides. And the water slide is arguably one of the best at all of Disney's property because you get to walk up to a crow's nest and jump onto that water slide and ride it all the way across a walkway from one side of the beach to the other. And so it's just a great experience and it's a lot of fun. And then... 
My favorite park is Epcot. We can walk right in and out of Epcot within five minutes, and we can either ride a boat or walk to Hollywood Studios as well. Similar to the idea of the contemporary, where you're, you've got sort of two parks within shot of you, that being Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Here, you've got two shots at Hollywood Studios and Epcot. That's sort of our go-to place whenever we can make it happen. Now we're going to kind of move in towards the our sort of number one tip. For me personally, if I can give you one tip to making your planning more successful, it is that you need to start early. People will sit there and be like, oh yeah, you can plan a vacation. And I do it all the time for clients. I'll plan vacations for clients one month out or two months out or three months out. But if you want your Disney experience to be amazing, I know this sounds silly, but you need to start planning about seven to nine months out. You need to get your room down so that then you can work on or you can work with a Disney planning agent on what do your meals look like? What reservations do you want? Because 180 days or six months out, those become available. Then you have a little bit of downtime before right around 60 to 90 days out, you need to figure out here's what we're doing, here's what time we want to arrive, here's what time we want to leave, and then you can get your fast passes booked at 60 days out. If you book your Disney vacation at 45 days out, it's going to be amazing, it's going to be magical, it's going to be great, but you're not going to get the reservations at the time that you want. You're not going to get all those big rides like Slinky Dog Dash and Seven Doors Mine Train and Flight of Passage. You're just not. And so then you're going to find yourselves waiting in longer lines or going at different times or eating at 8 p.m. and things along those lines. Start planning early is my number one tip that I can give to you as you start your planning process. What about you, Matt? I think my number one tip is learning the My Disney Experience app and really knowing what you're looking for before you get to the parks. One of our trips, we had just learned about the app. I had downloaded it in Magic Kingdom while we were there, and I'm trying to figure it out while we're going through the parks. I wish I would have had it a couple weeks before we went down there. Everything that this app can do for you while you're in the parks, from telling you the bus schedule at your resort, to opening your resort door, to being able to early online check-in, to booking extra fast passes after you get through your three that are allotted each day. There are a ton of things that Disney's packed into this app that make it very useful while you're in the parks. So, you know, I, I like that, use that as my number one tip is know what you have in that app before you go. That way you know when you can utilize it at the parks. As for this video, I think that kind of wraps up the intro and kind of where we're going with this podcast and leading into future podcasts. What we're going to try and do is we're going to try and break down the park areas. We're going to try and break down the differences in some of the terminology that we've thrown out there. What are fast passes? What's a booking window? What's the difference between the dining plans and the resorts and that kind of stuff? Not necessarily reviews per se, but really giving you the information that lets you know why do some resorts cost more than others and why is it beneficial to have a dining plan in some instances versus not having a dining plan in others. As we get through these first 20 or so podcasts, you're going to learn a lot about how Disney 
uses terms and how they use some of their different ideas to add things and subtract things through throughout your stay. So I think that pretty much wraps us up, Peter. Yeah, I agree, Matt. I think we've given them a good sense of who we are and what we're trying to accomplish in this podcast. We sure hope that you enjoyed what you heard today, and we hope to see you back here soon, as Mickey would say. And that's about it. And tune in next time as we begin breaking down how to go about planning your Disney vacation and giving you those logistics that, boy, we wish we had when we started out our journey. Bye, everybody. Turn your Disney dream into a magical Disney vacation with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel. Contact us at any of these options or learn more by clicking the website link below.